It's Matthew chapter 4, from verse 1 onwards. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. And there's a recording um, a section um, from this passage just from verse 1, the Spirit of the Lord is bringing to me, which was given to our church by me um, some time ago, maybe a year ago, I'm not sure, about how God leads us into the wilderness. I encourage you to listen to the recording. That will bless you greatly. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now, Today's word from God is focusing on the word up. Jesus Christ was led up by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. That means raised up and brought down for a purpose. Jesus Christ was led by God. That means he's taking him to a specific place, specific place in order for something to be accomplished. You know, when we are taken into a path to a specific place by God, it is always an upward journey, not a downward journey. God is never going to take you lower spiritually. It is for something greater. It is for something higher. You look at Ezekiel, the prophet Ezekiel was taken by the Spirit of God, and he was brought to the valley of dry bones. But before that, he was taken by the hand of God. God lifted him up, and he brought him from where he was, and then took him to the valley full of dry bones. The Spirit of God, after Jesus was baptized, he led Jesus up to this wilderness. He brought him, the Holy Spirit, he brought him to this place, very important place, before he began his public ministry. This place is not a place that everyone will want to be in, or most people will want to be in. Nobody will want to be in a place where you are by yourself, and the devil is there, and you are the devil. That's not the case. When we look at it, you have Jesus, the devil, And you have the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God who brought Jesus to the wilderness didn't say, now I leave you in the wilderness, bye-bye, you face Satan by yourself, you are on your own. He didn't go. No. He led him up. The Spirit of God took Jesus to the wilderness and he placed him in the wilderness. And the battle is going to take place. The Spirit of God who was in Jesus was with Jesus the entire time, being led by the Spirit of God. So, Jesus had the option to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit or to go the other way. God is speaking to our hearts at this time. Many times people will not follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. When God says something, if he says go north, they will say, like Jonah, I'm not going north, Lord, I'm going south. When God says go east, they will say, Lord, this is too hard for me. I'm not going east. Well, give me some other assignment, Lord. And they will be like Lot 
what will they do? They will say, no, 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 I'm not going to the mountain. I'll just stay in the plane. And the result is they miss out on the perfect will of God and settle on something that is outside the will of God, which is not a blessing for them. So you look at Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ always did the will of God. Every single person here should be keen on doing the will of God. When God takes us from one place to the other, whatever situation it may be, whatever journey you may be going through in your life, you need to know that if God is leading you out of something, the blessed place to be in is where God wants us to be, which is being out of where we need to be. God is speaking to our hearts today. There are certain things the Lord will say. I don't want you doing this. I want you doing this. The blessed thing for a person to do that is not do that and do this. You know, there are people who come and say, oh, pastor, 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 please tell me, please tell me, please tell me what the will of God is. Now, while the word is coming from your mouth itself, God knows that they will not want the will of God. Their heart wants to hear what they want to hear, which is say something that is easy for me. Say something that will suit my itching ears. Say something that will make me happy. Say something that will make me feel empowered. Many people are like that. Then there are some people who say, no matter what it is, you know, tell me, give me the counsel. Even if I'm wrong, you can slap me on my face. You know, the people say all those things. But when they go wrong, even if you say that you're going wrong, not even saying where you went wrong, that's it. Many times God does not speak anything to such people. You know why? Because they don't have ears to hear. Why didn't Jesus explain the parables to the common people? But he only explained the parables to his disciples. Seeing that they may not see, hearing that they may not hear. Why was it? Because those people did not want the truth. Jesus will not waste his time. He did not want the truth. When you don't want the truth or your heart says, I want it, but your heart really doesn't want it. God in heaven who sees that will say, I'm not going to waste my time. So you look at Jesus over here. Jesus was someone who always wanted to do the will of God. He said, my meat is to do the will of him and to finish it. So for him, when the spirit of God said, we're going to go to the wilderness, Jesus said, that's where I'm going. How many of you here are like that? If God would tell you to do something today, which is uncomfortable, which is something that you really don't like, and he says, this is what we're going to do today. Will you obey? Will you say, that's what I'm going, Lord, is the will of God giving you joy? You know when the will of God will give you joy? When you are really in love with him. When you're really in love with him, even if it's a desert, even if it's a horrible place, even if it's something that you really don't like, you will really like it because you like the one who you're with. Because of that, you will go with him wherever he goes. That's the test of where your heart is. Do you truly love him? Those who truly love him will be where Jesus is. And Jesus is never going to take you to a place that is going to harm you or he's never going to put you in a place where you're not going to grow, where you're not going to benefit. All things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, everything, if you're in the will of God, every little thing, every dot in your life, 
that God has drawn in your mouth is leading towards something far greater. There's a bigger picture there. There's a bigger picture there. It is so important for us to know. When God, who sees the completed puzzle, when he sees the completed picture, he has a whole picture. You may be sitting with all the puzzle pieces and, and sitting over there. You know? So when the Lord leads us into something and he leads us through something and to something, it is important for us to know that he knows everything. And if he leads us into the desert, that will be the most blessed place for us. And we need to go there. And God goes with us. The spirit of God, he goes with us. He never lets us anywhere by ourselves alone where we are helpless and we don't know what to do. He'll always be with us. He says, lo, I'm with you even unto the end of the world. And who is this word given to? To those who did his will. You're going to do what I'm telling you to do. I will be with you. And so when you look at Jesus Christ here, he was led by the spirit into the wilderness With a purpose. When God leads us into something, there is a purpose. There's never a trial without a purpose. And the purpose will always be for something far greater. So you look over here. Jesus Christ, when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. So he is in the wilderness. He's been sent there, taken there by the Holy Spirit for a very specific purpose. And the Spirit of God is there while the Spirit of God is there. Now, with the physical limitations he had, which is after fasting was over, this is the natural hunger. Now, the hunger is not demonic. The hunger is natural hunger. The natural hunger that comes. When the natural hunger comes, how do you deal with it is very important. The natural hunger comes, you naturally eat. But When that time comes, that's where Satan will try to bring his mind there. Where Satan will try to cause a person to deviate from where they are while they are in the will of God. This is a very important point that God wants you to understand, note, highlight, because it's very important. This didn't happen while he was outside the will of God. He is in the will of God. He is where he needed to be while being in the will of God. Who comes there? The serpent. The serpent comes there and he says, while you are in the will of God, you are very hungry. And why don't you do this? You know what kind of suggestion that is? We call it the Luciferian suggestion. That suggestion has a force to it. The suggestion has like the convincing voice to it. The suggestion looks like it's very smart suggestion, but that's death. Always remember. God leads you into something. It is he who needs to tell you what you need to do, not any demonic spirit. It sounded very good. Hey, you need to take care of your body. It's a temple of God. Well, you finished your fasting. You're not fasting right now. It's the right time to eat. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, you are the son of God and you can make the stone into bread. And why don't you do this? But where is this coming from? Everything sounds very, very, very sensible, very logical. And... Uh, very caring. How can Satan be caring? He can't. How can he be caring? He'll come and tell you while you're in the will of God. Hey, I can strike you dead right here while you're here. How can a person depart from the living God while they are there being led by the spirit of God? That's not why they were there. The children of Israel were not led by God out of Egypt into the wilderness to be killed in the wilderness. No. The goal was to pass through the wilderness and enter the promised land. Look at one mighty man. 
That mighty man knew how to stick with Moses. That mighty man knew how to listen and obey the Moses that God had placed over his life. This mighty man had the wisdom to be by the tabernacle, be by the house of God. He didn't just rush and say, I'll do do my own thing. Moses, that's your thing. Well, by the way, God called you to go over these people, to lead these people. And uh, I just want to see what I can get from you. And uh, I will personalize it myself and I will do what I need to do. You're Moses and I'm Joshua. I'm not you and you're not me. There are some wise people who say that. You call that demonic, twisted wisdom. Joshua was not like that. He was like little Samuel who knew how to serve. His heart was so innocent. His heart was so pure. His heart loved God and loved the servant of God. He said, I will stay right here. And he became the Joshua of the Bible. Not like any Joshua who died. He lived. Just like how God called Joshua, God called everyone. And the call of God was to take them from Egypt and take them into the promised land. But did everyone get there? No. Was it God's fault? No. Moses' fault? No. Whose fault? Their fault. Because they chose to stop listening to the counsel of God that came through Moses. Oh, is Moses the only one? Oh, who speaks? Lucifer. Should I take and put the puzzle piece that Moses says? Why? I don't have a head. I don't have brain. I can't do this. Well, I'm hearing something else. I'll do something else. Get stuck. The entire generation fell in the wilderness. Some, the earth opened up. Some were eaten by scorpions. Some were devoured by the wrath of God. The rest fell away. There's something that the Lord spoke to me. And he told me, tell my people, it's good to get earthly blessings. It's good. The blessings from God comes as a result of God's joy over us. That's how it should be. There are times when they said, I want this, 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 nagged. And then what they got, they ate and they all had a belly ache. We must be people who must gladden the heart of God. And as a result of that, God delights in us and he gives us the desires of our heart. The blessing of God, when it comes from God, when it comes from his heart that is at a joy, it is going to give us great satisfaction. And it will lead us to the blesser. Not go after the blessing, but go after the blesser. The more God blesses us, the more humble we become. And we feel like, Lord, who am I? And we love Jesus even more. That's the right way of receiving the blessing, handling the blessing, and living on earth by using the blessing that God has given for him, the one who gave the blessing. Now, you look at the children of Israel. There's something the Lord showed me last week, very important. And he said, tell this to my people, which is, they came out of Egypt And they saw the ten plagues. They had the silver, the gold, the 
utensils, the clothing, everything that they can get from Egypt, God told them to get and they got that. That's the favor of God. God moved the Egyptians to give those and they got all that. From the very hands of their taskmasters, they got this big spoil. They got it. Very happy. We got it. And now they're all happy because they saw a miracle right now. Oh, Moses, you did this for us. Oh, Moses. And they're so happy and they're all following until they came. To a certain point where they started listening to Lucifer. And then they wanted to kill Moses. They have all these things in their hands. How do they turn out to be? Think about that. How do these people turn out to be? How can they see all these things and turn out to be like this? Evil in their hearts. How can they turn out to be like this? The Bible says for 40 years, the garment that they wore did not grow old. The sandals that they wore did not grow old. God kept that. That shows grace, the grace of God. This didn't get old. All the clothing that they brought from Egypt, everything stayed the way it was. That's a miracle. Walking in the desert, their sandals did not wear out. God kept them. But you know what happened? The clothing didn't wear out. The shoes didn't wear out. But their bodies fell in the wilderness. They did not inherit the promised land. What's the point? What's the point in getting the physical blessing when the soul is decaying? What's the point in getting a physical blessing if the soul will not be upright before God? Temporary blessing will give us a temporary high and make us like, oh, thank you, Lord, and give, you know, temporary testimony. But if our heart is not upright before the living God, we can have a miracle on our body, a miracle on our feet, and eat miracle food, but not get into Canaan. You know how God was grieved of those people? The Bible says he was so grieved. He did all these miracles and yet they were stiff-necked people. Happy when uh, Moses did a miracle for them. And then next minute they'll want to stone Moses. And then happy and then stone Moses and happy. What is this? What kind of a people are these? And to these people, God sent Moses. To these people, God sent Moses. But out of these people came Joshua and Caleb. What a comfort. What a consolation. And the younger generation entered in. God is speaking to our hearts today. Jesus being led by the Spirit into the wilderness made his choice exactly according to the Spirit of God. When Satan brought this And he said, what's wrong with this? You can have this. What's wrong with this? You can have this. The spirit of God who led him into the wilderness. The spirit of God who led him into those 40 days and 40 nights of fasting and prayer. Was the one who had to tell Jesus what he had to do next. And Jesus was someone who waited on God, never did anything on his own. Because his association with God was so strong. When the liar came and spoke to him, he was able to spot it right away. He had no confusion. He only had one leader. Scott. He did not give his ear to the enemy. The enemy couldn't get him even for a second. The tempter came to him. Jesus was sent there, right? To be tested. As the test. So when... You train your kids for exams and you teach them, whether you're a teacher or a parent, you teach them, you train them. Once they 
are at the examination hall in front of the question paper. The exam is right in front of them. Are you going to sit next to them and give them all the answers? No. Now, whatever they learned, they're going to produce in the paper. And their score will be determined by what they have written there. The Holy Spirit is there. The association of Jesus Christ with the Spirit of God is that he was full of the Holy Spirit when he came here. With what was in him. He knew. He was so prepared. He knew when the tempter came. This is a snare. And he knew the scripture enough to speak the word of God to the devil. When the tempter came and he said. If you are the son of God. Command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Case closed here. Satan couldn't contend with him after this. You know why? Jesus didn't say, ah, you're coming to trick me. And I don't eat bread. We can't have this after fasting. He didn't go into any of those things. He said one thing. And that one thing was, the word spoke the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. What is he saying? That word is in me. That word keeps me alive. That word is burning in my bones. That word is what gives me life. Once he gave that word to Satan, Satan said, okay, let me go to the next topic. Because Jesus passed. Satan failed. Jesus passed. So he said, let me go to the next topic. Because I can't get him with food. So let me go to the next topic. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands, they shall bear you up. Lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Satan said, well, you gave me scripture. I'll give you scripture. And he said, why don't you do this? Because the scripture says this. Oh, not every place that you hear the scripture is from God, by the way. Satan came and gave him good scriptures. The good scripture is, well, the angels will carry you. God will protect you. All nice scriptures. Where is the source? Where is the source? The source is darkness. Can darkness produce light? Can you get life from death? You can't. Satan comes and says opposite. He says, it's written, this is what is written in the Bible. Throw yourself down. Throw yourself down. You can do this. Look, you do this. You're going to feel more powerful and become more powerful. And look what's going to happen to you. Look at the cunningness of Satan. He used the word. Jesus used the word. Satan said, I'll use the word. 
Satan knows all the tricks that are out there. He says, you are a person of the word. I'll bring the word to you to trip you. You to be very careful. Know the voice of God. The voice of God will never violate the word that God has given to you. The voice of God will never violate the word that God has given to you. You know, there's this story in the Bible, true story, where there was this prophet who was told by God to prophesy against the altars that were there at Bethel. You go and prophesy, and while you come back, make sure you don't eat or drink anywhere. You just go home straight. And this is the word of God that came to the prophet. After that word came to the prophet, guess who came? Satan came to destroy this man who had received the word of God. He's supposed to be holding on to that. If this is what God spoke, then that's what he should do. But someone else came. And what they say, they said, contrary to what was told by God to this man. The voice of God came. The voice of God said, don't eat or drink, go home straight. What was the next one? Lucifer coming there in the name of God, saying things opposite to what was said. This man, he should have stuck with what was told to him. But he yielded to the temptation, the tempter who came through him. And he gave into the physical appetite. The Bible says every person is pulled by, if they have room for that, pulled by whatever appetite that is in there. So as he was coming, this guy came and said that he heard from God and he came and told him, come, let's go, eat, come eat. God told me this. He should have stuck with what God said to him. Verified with the source that came to him first. Instead, what did he do? He said, let me go and eat with him. Exactly while he was eating, the word from God came. That means the next word that came bypassed the voice of the enemy and the judgment of God came came to him. He died. When God speaks to you something and he says something through God's servants who clearly tell you, do this, stick with that. If you don't stick with that, Lucifer will lead you on a whole different detour, a nice spiritual detour with lots of verses, lots of scriptures, until you hit that ditch and you fall right into it. God is speaking to our hearts today. Your safety zone is the voice of God that comes through your shepherd. God says, I will give you shepherds according to mine own heart. Who will lead you? Who will lead you? The shepherd that God has given to you, they are supposed to lead you. And that's the voice of God that comes through them to you. That's the voice you need to listen to. That's the voice you need to obey. And that's what will protect you. Listening over here and running after this. Oh, scripture. Very nice. Fascinating, isn't it? Jump from there and the angels will carry you. What an experience. Let's go. What do you think would have happened? Jesus was very wise. Very wise. And so he said, 
to him. Verse 7, Jesus said to him, it is written again. I'm going to tell you, can it didn't get into you the first time? I'm telling you the second time. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. That means if the Lord has already said something, don't bring something else. It is tempting God. And God has spoken to you something. You don't stick with it and you deviate and go and say, oh, why is it happening? Lord, I was really trying. And Oh, no, no, you didn't try. No, nothing. You completely left the way. This is why. This is why. What you've been told when you don't stick with that and presumptuously cross the line saying that I am smart and I know everything and I hear Lucifer at that point because that attitude and the thought itself, I know everything. Like Eve went and she said, oh, that fruit, you've been told not to go near that, but I go there because that'll make me wiser. Wiser than who? The very voice that made you and brought you to where you are? Foolishness. She gave into that foolishness and she received death. God is speaking to our hearts today. Be careful. Stay within the boundary that God has placed and you will be safe in you. There you will flourish. There you will prosper. It is there God feeds and it is there the green pastures. It is there the still waters. It is there you feed. This is how God leads. There, that green pasture is your pasture. You know, for some people, the grass is always green on the other side dissatisfied people grass is always green on the other side food here look something else over there it shows a spirit of discontentment that is dominating such people's lives never are content with god has placed to flourish them so what happens to them they never grow god is speaking at this hour jesus said this you shall not tempt the lord your God. Don't you do that. Once God speaks and he tells you, and then he tells you again, then he tells you again, don't cross that line. Because if you cross that line, you'll fall hard, very hard. Very hard to come back. When that fall happens, it's very hard to come back because it's presumption when you cross the line. God is speaking to our hearts today. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. What happened here? Satan came again the third time. No, there were many, many uh, other um, tests and temptations that Jesus overcame, which are not recorded here. The Bible says for 40 days and 40 days, he was tempted. Many things happened. But these three major things God has recorded for us to know, and that's enough for us. Jesus and the devil. The devil was allowed to come and test. You pass, you get promoted, you fail, you're not going anywhere. You're going to be sitting there for the next how many other years. It's important to pass every time a trial or a test, I should say, comes. 
He came to Jesus and he said, come, you bow down this for me and I'll give you all these things. You know, all this time he said that if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God, I mean, if it's the son of God, he has the power, obviously. At this time, it's different. He didn't say if you're the son of God the third time. He said, all these things, I'll give it to you. Now, I'm showing you that I'm the boss. And I can make you the boss. And so bow down to me. You know how many people sell the Lord for this kind of a trap? Satan comes and he says, I will give this to you. You're all by yourself. I'll bring a woman from somewhere. I'll bring a man from somewhere. I'll bring this pig from somewhere. I'll bring the dog from somewhere. I'll bring whatever unclean serpent from somewhere. And he'll say that. I'll give it to you. You cannot serve God and Satan. You cannot serve God and Satan. You cannot serve God and Satan. We have to be very careful. When we are in the wilderness, to be tempted by the devil, make sure you pass. Make sure you pass. Don't give yourself over to Satan's voice and obey Satan. Because Jesus did not obey Satan. When he said, away with you, Satan, Satan just fled. Those who obey God will have power over Satan. If you obey God, Satan will obey you. If you disobey God, that is obeying Satan, you will be obeying Satan. Satan will be your Lord at the time. He will trample you until you become non-existent. God is speaking to our hearts today. Do not do not open the door to the devil. When Satan shows us, hey, I can give you this. I can give you pleasure. I can give you money. I can give you games. I can give you fun. I can give you this. You can have a social life. You can have a rich life. You can have a spiritual life too. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. You cannot live a double life. You cannot have God and filth. You cannot have God and filth. I want to say it one more time as the Holy Spirit wants me to. You cannot have God and filth at the same time. You can't. Satan came and he said, bow down to me. I will give you these things. Now, Jesus didn't say, well, I'm going to let you know, Satan, God is the Lord and I'm the son of God. At this point, I have to tell you this. Last two times I didn't tell you, right? Now I'm telling you this. I'm the son of God and I have power over all these things and I'm the Lord, not you. And he didn't have a big conversation with Satan. He spoke what he had to speak, which was, get thee behind me, Satan. Away with you, Satan, for it is written this time. The last time you brought the scripture, this time you brought the material gain. Material gain, material gain, material gain, material gain. He says, take your material gain and get out. You shall worship the Lord your God. And him only you shall serve. You can't serve God and money. When Satan comes and says, oh, you want comfort, oh, you want pleasure, oh, you want this, oh, you don't have this. That's the voice of Lucifer. If you are in the desert, you are in the desert. Your goal is to pass the test and get out of the desert, get to the promised land. 
If you sit in the desert and keep hearing Lucifer's voice, oh, you don't have this, you don't have this, you don't have this, and Satan says, I will give it to you, you will be someone who will run after Satan when he calls you. Because your priority is not passing the test. Your priority is something else. Know this for sure. Jesus said this. The cares of the world choked the seed. The riches of the world choked the seed. If you give priority to the material things of the world and your mood goes up and down based on whether you have or not have, which is the material gain, you're not fit to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. Oh, I feel down today because I'm sick. Oh, I feel down today because I don't have money. Oh, I feel up today because God did a miracle. Oh, I feel down today because I don't have what I thought I would have today. You can't be in the army of God. Straighten out your crooked path. God is speaking at this hour. Straighten out your crooked path. That which needs to be straightened out, straighten out. Straighten out, straighten out. God is speaking at this hour. If your mood, your behavior is based on your circumstances, you are in a very bad spot spiritually. If your health and your wealth will determine your laughter and your sadness, you are in a bad spot spiritually. You need to straighten out that crooked path and get yourself treated before that sickness kills your soul. God is speaking at this hour. Like Jesus Christ, we need to be people who are of character, God's character, full of the Holy Spirit in sickness and in death. Till death do his part. I will love you, honor you, cherish you, obey you, whatever you say in the vows. Now, these days, they don't even say those anymore. Sad. A society and a culture with no commitment whatsoever. With God, we have that covenant. He loved us till the end. We must love him till the end. The only thing is, him loving us, he gets no gain. He gets joy because we're made in the image of God. But we gain our souls Gain eternal life. Gain all the riches he has for us. Gain life with him forevermore. We are the ones who benefit from him. Not the other way around. He emptied himself so that we can live. We empty ourselves so that we can become a blessing. That we can gain. Coming to church. Coming to the services. Being in the presence of God. We're not doing a service to God. I said this many times. I'll say it again. This is not a favor for God. It's not a favor for the church. It's not a favor for the pastors. It's not a favor for anything. We're not coming here to fill a seat or to check something and say, I was here. No. We are coming here so that we can be blessed. We can grow so that we can inherit everything that God has. It is for you to benefit. It is for your soul to profit. It is for your family to be blessed. It is for your generation to be blessed. Same thing when it goes for giving. You do it, it is for you. What you put here, you put in the eternal bank account. It's for you, it's yours. 
You're not doing the church a favor. You're not doing the pastors a favor. You're not doing God a favor. No. It's your soul. You reap what you sow. You live a holy life. You are not doing it because you are trying to impress God or you're trying to make him get some extra points. No. You live a holy life. You're doing yourself a favor. God is pleased. God will be very happy. He'll be very happy that he created you. Like those who don't do the will of God, God will have the grief. Why did I create this person? We want to be people who bring great joy to God. God had that grief when he wiped out the entire earth. He had this grief. Why did I even make them? You know, it's, it's a very, very... uh uh, bad, uh, f- not feeling. It's, it's, it's the worst place for a mother to be when she thinks that, why did I even give birth to this child? That this child has become a murderer, that this child has killed their own parent or whatever. When a mother thinks that I wish I never gave birth to this child, it's the worst thing. Even worse than that. When God thinks that, why did I even make this person? Why did I even shed my blood for this? Why did I even do this? That's how Jesus felt. He said, woe to you, Capernaum. He did so many miracles there. Why did I even? Oh, woe to you, Bethsaida. You received so much from my hands. Woe to you, Chorazin. You received so much. If these people would have received what you received. What would have happened? Things would have been very different. You don't want to be in that place. You don't want to be in that place. You don't want to be in that place. Every day, what we do, what we speak. God has the book of remembrance. Everything is recorded there. So that ends double game right there because God sees everything, 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 everything. There's nothing that is hidden that will not be revealed. There's nothing that's in the dark that will not be uncovered. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to God. Satan brought these things to Jesus and he said, bow down to me, I'll give you all these things. And Jesus, it's not like Jesus ran far away from Satan. No, Jesus got him out of there. He had that power. He said, away with you. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. He told him, Listen, this is what you should be doing too. He's the only one who's worthy of worship. Hear me? Satan ran from there. Satan has no life, no place in the life of those who know the scripture and live by the scripture. That which God has revealed when they stay in that safety zone and simply do that, do that which God has told them to do. They will pass the test victoriously they'll come out and Jesus after this began his ministry and you know how Jesus' ministry was three and a half years it was the most effective glorious ministry on the face of the earth and in him God has given us that capacity to reproduce that being in him becoming like him and operating just like him In order for that to happen, no association with Satan. Every voice of the enemy, you should be able to identify, discard, not have any partnership with Lucifer. 
his agents, his voice. God says something, you need to abide by it and stick within the boundary that God has given to you. That's how you'll stay healthy. That's how you'll grow healthy. That's how you'll prosper healthy. That's how you will overcome everything that God has set for you to overcome. That means the specific test that God has placed, you know, God, God will put a person through tests. And God has told someone to do something and not to do something. The next thing you'll be put in a place. So that you can pass and get the reward, not so you can fail. There are people who have a lifestyle of disobedience, independent spirit. I know more than God. That's Lucifer. And that's what took Eve down and brought her, her husband, her family, her generation into the curse. Shouldn't have happened that way. They did because the choice she made and he made both of them foolishly not one person had the wisdom to say hey what are you doing stop it no both of them partnered with like ananias and sapphira both inherited the curse god is speaking of this hour be wise when it comes to obeying the commandments of god do it with everything that is within you when you're told to do something if you come for counsel and you're told to do something, make sure you do it a hundred percent. Don't come. Don't waste God, don't waste God's time. Wasting the servants of God's time is wasting God's time. Rejecting the counsel of God that comes through God's servants who are anointed by God is rejecting the counsel of God himself. There will be consequences for that. Be true. If you want counsel, Make sure you're willing to do it no matter what you may have to face. 100% loyalty to God's word has to be, otherwise don't come, don't ask. Don't ask, don't have something in the heart and pretend like you need to come and say that, okay, somehow I'll try to pretend and say maybe some kind of prophecy will come and some kind of blessing. Oh, how can you get like that? It's the Holy Spirit who works through God's servants. He sees right through. How can you get a blessing and you come and stand like that? Look what happened to Ananias and Sapphira would have been better they didn't bring that thing to the church but what did they do they tried to portray themselves to be something when they were totally opposite their hearts were corrupt on the inside and they dared to lie to the holy spirit they just thought that they can make a mockery of the anointed servant of god god showed that peter was called of god just like how he did with Moses. God showed. God will show up. So be very careful. When it comes to being in the presence of God. This is the house of God where you see the power of God manifest. In an unmistakable manner. Don't take the things of God lightly. Don't take the presence of God lightly. Don't take the word of God lightly. Don't lie to God's servants don't hide things like how Achan did. I'm just going to hide it and nobody else will find it. Oh, no, no, no. God will reveal it to Joshua. Don't try to lie. Don't try to hide. Don't try to be sneaky. If you have leprosy, the best thing is to come clean and say, I have leprosy and I need healing and do what you need to do. If you're told to immerse seven times, go do it. 
Do your part so that you can be healed. Otherwise, the leprosy will eat you up. God is speaking to the hearts today. The purpose for testing, God leading us into the wilderness, is for us to come out like how Jesus came out. It's for us to have this glorious work of God. It is for us to have power over the enemy. Jesus had power over the enemy when he was by himself. And that's how he had power over the enemy in his public ministry. In your personal life, you need to have power over the enemy. One-on-one when you're by yourself, you need to have power over the enemy. Whatever voice comes to you, you need to have power over the enemy. If you are an overcomer there, when you are by yourself, one-on-one, when nobody sees you, then you will be an overcomer outside where God will place you. If you are successful when you are by yourself with what God has given to you, the test that God will bring you to, then you will be successful outside because God will give you the authority over greater things. But you fail here. You won't proceed there. You'll become a slave here to the enemy. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. And God wants to prosper you. God wants to take you into the promised land. Like how Joshua went in. How Caleb went in. And God wants to use you to lead multitudes to his kingdom. Are you willing to... Obey? Are you willing to stay within your boundary? Are you willing to be a sheep that will listen to the voice of the shepherd and stay within your fold? Are you willing to be someone who has integrity in your heart? You must answer these questions. Otherwise, Joshua will enter in, Caleb will enter in. With the garment that stayed brand new and with the shoes that stayed brand new you can fall into the wilderness and not enter into the promised land but if you become like Joshua and Caleb listen to the voice of the Lord your God and listen to the voice of the Lord your God that comes through the shepherds that God has placed over you they are your shepherds what they feed you eat period and you stay within that fold then you will be someone who will enter into the promised land with that Garment that never got old with that sandals that never got old to be able to inherit the land that is flowing with milk and honey and have power over the enemies over there and do great exploits God has for you in this world. And for such people, God will give a name in Israel. For such people, God will have a name in Israel. That's what happened to Joshua. Joshua had his name not only in the Bible in many places, but there was this book dedicated in his name. Oh, what a privilege. A man who brought great joy to Moses. A man who brought brought great joy to God. A man who brought great joy to Moses. And a man who brought great joy to God Almighty. May God bless every single one here to be people who will bring joy to God the Father. Have the integrity to stick to that which God has given no matter what it is. You won't take a step back and nobody should be able to make you 
Go outside the will of God. No prophet from anywhere should be able to come and give you the counsel contrary to what God has given through the prophet that God has placed over you. Very important. That's where your safety is. You wiggle and try to wiggle out. Then you go into the ditch that is there, prepared by Satan for you. God is speaking to hearts today. There's a prophetic word from God. Every word God has spoken, take it seriously. Wherever, in whichever area that God is speaking to you, take it very seriously. Just like the man, God spoke. He heard. He understood. And he did. As long as he did, God was with him. He spoke the words of God. But when he listened to the next one who came, which he should not have, did not stick with the original plan of God. He became a prey to the enemy. Satan set him up. Anytime you cross the boundary that God has placed for you, always know that you fall off the cliff. Anytime you cross the boundary that God has placed for you, which is your safety zone, you fall right into the ditch. And you face the consequence for it. Broken bones and broken jaw and broken hip and broken skull. And then it takes time to fix that. Repair the damage. May God give wisdom to every single one. To understand biblical principles that God has placed for you. So that you can be safe. You can thrive and you can grow and become everything that God has called you to be. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the word that you've given to us this day. Father, you're the Lord God who speaks. We've heard your voice one more time. We thank you. We don't take this for granted and we will never take this for granted. There are many people who don't hear the voice of God who come and hear some sermons. But they don't have this, oh Lord. I thank you for giving us this great privilege where we can hear the heart of God. That which you reveal to us. We're able to receive it from your hands, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this blessed wilderness experience that you had for Jesus Christ that you have recorded in the word of God for us to know. To be just like Jesus. To overcome just like him. To have power over the enemy. When we serve you. Let every single person live. Obedient lives to God. Learn how to stay within the boundary that God has placed. Within the fold that God has placed. Lord so that they can grow. They may not be tossed to and fro. That they may not fall into the snares of the enemy. That they may not become lean and weak. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for all those whom you're going to raise from amongst the midst, Father. To do mighty things. I pray that you'll preserve them. Preserve every single one. 
Lord, that they may not fall into the traps of the enemy, that they may be true. Let truth proceed out of the mouths of you people. Let every single one put away a lying hypocrisy, vain imagination. Lord, may each become the vessel of God that you've called them to be, that the glory of God may fill them and be upon them. The people may see that glory of God and be drawn to the light of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let no one fall for this temporary gain. Let no one go after the pleasures of this world, sinful pleasures of this world. Let no one give themselves over to the cares of this world. Let no one give themselves over to the riches of this world. Let nothing have control over your people, Lord. Let nothing have control over your people. May each one become wise. May they not be dictated by their, may their lives not be dictated by the circumstances. May their lives be governed by your word. May each one be in the center of your perfect will. I thank you, Lord, for doing this. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. As your servant standing before the living God. In the presence of God. According to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. I bless you people. With this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That every leanness be replaced with your prosperity. That these souls may prosper as a result of staying within the boundary that you've given by feeding on the green pastures that you've provided. By drinking from the clear water that you've provided. They may not ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. That they may be wise so they may inherit the blessings of God. Let no one become dull in their conscience of God. Let no one fall into the traps of the enemy. Protect your people. Let every single one become strong in faith and have victory over the enemy in their personal lives so that they may have victory over the enemy in the ministry that you will entrust into their hands. Without having victory over the enemy in our personal lives, you will not entrust your work into our hands. But those who have victory over the enemy in their personal lives, you will entrust your work into our hands. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that each and every single one become trustworthy servants of the living God whole. Here you say, well done, good and faithful servant. With this blessing, I bless your people with. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen.